Marketers are discovering that for many of them, the single view of the customer is less of a reality and more of an aspiration, kind of like the pursuit of happiness. It turns out that wiring together all that marketing technology is harder than they imagined. It's a little wonder then that so many of them are unhappy with the level of integration between the different technology tools they use to do their jobs. They've invested heavily and assembled their technology stacks to deliver cohesive customer journeys at scale. But simplicity isn't easy to achieve. And all those seamless customer experiences are delivered on platforms that are built from disparate systems and with data that's been stitched together. That's the issue we're going to explore in today's edition of Adma Brave Marketing Podcast. The podcast where local and global industry leaders provide their perspective and opinion on the issues that affect the Australian marketing industry today. I'm Andrew Birmingham, the Editor-in-Chief of Witch50.com. My guests include Tim Reid, the IT Manager of Campari in Australia, Simon O'Day, the founder of The Luminary, and Mark Bartz, the former CMO of Retailer Shopo. And joining me later in our regular Resonate section, Alison Sainsbury from Sitecore. But to begin today, we asked Adma's marketing lead, Jenny Williams, about the kinds of problems that disintegrated systems create for marketers. Well, the issue is that brands are increasingly competing for the quality of experiences that they offer and, and for customers' attention. So, you know, how they might actually handle a query in the call centre, how to personalise the journey on a website, or even in the instance of a retail environment, how they can create or draw people in and create an experience um, that's absolutely amazing for the customer in store. And in order to do that, it's really important for, for marketers and for the business to have an end-to-end view of the customer. That might be enabled by how they access the data and then how they mine that data for insights so that they can ensure that the engagement with the customer reflects what they actually know about the customer. Um, and then they need ultimately the data to be enabled by the software um, in order to make sure that that customer journey doesn't become fragmented and that the experience isn't sort of disillusioning or jarring for the consumer. So marketing and advertising technology were designed to solve these problems, but to what extent do marketers need to be technology experts? Look, I think brands have access to a lot of technology expertise. Some of that uh, exists in-house within their own teams or their IT teams um, through partnership with their agencies. Um, And, you know, there are also, there's a need for a lot of subject matter expertise, um, both in terms of customer requirements and what sort of questions need to be asked. I think the challenges really are when, when it comes to delivering great customer experience particularly is understanding what technology is available. And there are so many different platforms, what platforms to use, what are the challenges you're going to face in the deployment of those platforms. And then when you face those challenges, who you need to call upon in order to solve them. This podcast was brought to you by Sitecore. To learn more about the benefits of one-to-one marketing, get the Sitecore How-To Guide to Personalization. Check the link in the description. To demonstrate the challenges that brands face getting an end-to-end view of the customer, we asked Campari's IT manager, Tim Reid, how hard it is to create that integrated view, especially for a brand that works through other businesses. In Campari's case, that would include retail outlets or even bars. It's, that's a huge challenge, actually. So when we've, we've, we've mapped out, the, I guess, the consumer journey, and there are, gap, there are gaps in it where there are areas that we don't own. So we don't own that touch point of where you actually make the sale or you make the drink or, um, uh, or you have that experience in, in a storefront. So we have to use proxies for that. We have to partner for that. And um, 
some of the retailers are far more advanced than us. Um, some of them are less generous with sharing that data with us. But but some of these these new kind of e-commerce style um, things like Jimmy Brings and uh, Boozebud, they're much more open to having, I guess, an uh, integrated digital journey with with uh, a wholesaler like us. Tim's comments highlight just some of the issues brands face in building that integrated view of the customer. For instance, data needs to move seamlessly between systems, not all of which are owned by the brand. Different partners have different comfort levels about sharing that data as well. And indeed, many operate at different maturity levels. None of this makes delivering the much-vaunted single view of the customer any easier. That's an issue we took up with Mark Bartz, the former CMO of Shopo. He now consults to marketers on issues such as the appropriate fit of technology to their business. For the 25 years that I've been writing about IT, the tech sector has talked about the single view of the customer. But is that really an achievable goal or just a worthy aspiration like the pursuit of happiness? Mark, what's your experience? Yeah, no, everyone talks about the single view of customer. It's, look, it's, it's very tricky to achieve. You know, at the end of the day, you know, particularly in, in the digital realm, we've got the, the, the big wall gardens, you know, obviously Facebook and Google being the biggest ones, and they always have a lot of data on our customers, which we just can't get. So a full single view of customer is just not possible. Now, from, from within the data that we can control, can we get a single view? Look, I, I think it's theoretically possible. I don't know of anyone doing it, um, but yeah, I, I think it is possible to get there with enough work. You know, that, that I guess the big question is how much money are you prepared to spend at integration resources? And you know, that, that tends to be a very, very expensive, time-consuming process. And then you have to start questioning what the return on investment of that stuff is. Research by Integrity released last August found that less than half marketers surveyed have a completely positive view about their MarTech stack, and one in five reported only negative things about it. Many complain that it's a convoluted mess and a never-ending state of construction. Now, marketers are increasingly involved in the tech stack decision, uh, so surely this is a problem mark of their own making. People get sold a dream, but it doesn't quite live up to that in reality. And I think what people forget about is that there's a real need for the, the people and process. People just look at the technology and focus on the technology and think the technology is the solution, and the technology is just one part of a piece. You know, it's like buying, you know, you can get a Ferrari, but if you've got a terrible driver, it's still going to be a bad car and you're still not going to go anywhere very quickly. Um, and, and, and that's what we see all the time. People get in the most amazing technology. You don't have the, the, the people to back it up. But then, you know, it, it, is it the, the, the marketer's fault? Well, it's, it's, it's challenging that there's very, very high expectations of marketing. There's very high expectations of, of what they need to do. And, you know, there, there's a lot of vendors out there promising to fulfill those expectations. And, and to some extent, you know, they, they, they do to varying degrees. And so, you know, it's kind of, a, um, marketers are kind of obliged to work with some of these technologies to, to make these things happen, even if it's in a half-assed way that, that doesn't quite work out properly at the end of the day. Have you been in a situation where you've solved a part of an integration problem, perhaps not the entire integration problem, but you've solved one part of it, and that's had an impact, a positive impact on the way the business worked. Yeah, absolutely. The more pieces you have talking to each other, the easier it gets. And it's it, it becomes almost like air. It's like just, just something that's in the background you don't pay any attention to. When it's working well, it does work well. And the business just flies and goes really smoothly. And I have seen that. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, it, I think it's very easy to forget, it, forget about it when you have it because it does just happen so transparently and so easily. So what's a reasonable expectation for a marketing leader to have about the level of integration they should find between technology these days? 
I think I was chatting with um, Simon O'Day uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on this very subject, and he was saying that, and, and I, I completely support this now, I, I believe his words were that you look at people first and process second and then technology last. And I think that's a really, really good way of approaching it. And so often people just say, here's the technology, make miracles happen, and it just doesn't work that way. Without the people in the process, the technology is useless. Mark mentioned Simon O'Day in his answer. We decided that was a good excuse to get Simon on the phone. He's the founder of The Loomery, a tech services business that helps brands make the most of their marketing technology. Simon, welcome to the, uh, to the show. Thank you so much, Andrew. Mark Bartz this morning name-dropped you earlier when we were chatting to him. He referenced comments you made about the importance of focusing on people and process before you get too wrapped up in the technology. As that relates to the issue of integration, can you elaborate a bit on that point? Yeah, well, it's very nice of Mark. I think uh, we've had conversations about this. I think um, this is a theme across technology in general, but as it relates to integration, um, there's a lot of work that has to get done all the way through the stack with various departments and people. Uh, and so if you're a traditionalist and you're just driving the decision on a vendor or around a piece of technology that's doing with integrations, and you haven't sat down and mapped out uh, the absolute business reasons for that and the processes behind it, the people behind it, and the capability necessary for it, um, it, it it's, it's doomed to fail and you're going to be in that same cycle we've been in for the last 15, 20 years with a lot of different things in digital. And so Mark's absolutely right. Um, buying the tech is the easiest thing. And I will say that over and over again because it's the people in the process and understanding it from a business point of view that wins. Fantastic. So, look, in an interview uh, with Witch50 earlier this year, you said that the challenges of integration are the next natural step uh, into the more and more uh, data-driven work that marketers have to do. What did you mean by that? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've worked now for 20 years in as we've emerged from digital, uh, from offline to digital and so on and so on. Uh, data-driven marketing is now the bedrock of what I see as the most substantial uplift in any business and marketing uh, has to own that at a strategy comes level and so you know in that sense um, integrations or this ability to create a model where you have the free flow of data and you're connecting storing enhancing stitching and activating that data across everything uh, that's part of marketing's uh, success or failure it's part of the problem here when we talk about problems of integration, and Mark is very clear that integration is a big issue for them, but is integration too broad a term? Are there sort of types of integrations that are actually pretty straightforward and normal and other forms of integration that are actually just really difficult? I, I feel like whenever I go and look in the market at, at companies that are doing this really well, whether it's MarTech overall or whether it's integrations and data connectivity, I feel like when you talk to those businesses, they almost look at you as if, what are you talking about? Because this is table stakes. You know, you look at the betting industry and you look at how those organizations are fueling their success with understanding how data should flow through their businesses. They will look at you sideways if you, if you say, to them, are you doing integration? Because they recognize for their marketing and customers and for what they want to do as businesses, this is table stakes. So where's the problem coming from then? I, I, I feel, I feel really strongly that um, the problem is coming from uh, maybe a, a historic or a power play view around how you eventually bring a vendor or a piece of technology into an organization for the use in this space. 
And, and what I mean by that is uh, nobody's really wrong, but there's this, this, this conflict between how marketers have tried to ingest technology and data as part of their core function and how IT have tried to work alongside them and sometimes, in some cases, um, I guess, surpass them in the control. But actually, it's, it's their inability to work mutualistically and understand why they're bringing data connectivity through their businesses. This podcast was brought to you by Sitecore. To learn more about the benefits of one-to-one marketing, get the Sitecore How-To Guide to Personalization. Check the link in the description. In each episode, we ask an executive from the sponsor, in this case, Sitecore, to come in and tell us what resonated with them. Our guest today is Alison Sainsbury, a senior marketing consultant. Welcome to the show, Alison. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to be back. So, Alison, what really stood out for you in this show? So, there were a number of items which I actually resonated with really strongly. Companies want to compete on quality now and compete on CX. And this reinforces something which our um, CEO, Mark Frost, recently brought up at Symposium, which is according to a um, survey done by Chief Executive Magazine and Walker, CEOs now see um, customer experience as the key differentiator for brands, beating out, in fact, product by two to one and price by six to one. So it, it definitely is that thing that people need to compete on now. Marketers becoming technologists, I thought was particularly interesting. Scott Brinker's Hacking Marketing talked about this a few years ago, and it's only accelerated in the market. When she says bringing your team into it is important, completely agree. Marketers and IT need to work very closely together. What I would encourage businesses to do is look beyond the IT team as well. There are a lot of people out there in your business who can come into the customer experience project. Data analysts, content strategists, designers, etc. These people have all got very valuable things to say. Also think about including the customer-facing people, you know, the salespeople, the customer service people, the truck drivers, if that's the kind of business that you have. They've all got a very valuable perspective that you can bring into that team. Simon's point about making the plan before you build the integration, I think is absolutely on point. In our work with customers, we are more and more moving towards doing the customer experience plan before they build their sites. And that is proving very rewarding. They are able to know exactly what they need to build, what they need to integrate you know, define those data points that they need to have in their Sitecore platform so that they can then use them for personalization. It makes the end process a lot quicker to get to. And, you know, it means that they don't then end up with roadblocks to implement what they want to get out of it. And then Mark's point around the people in the process, I think, is also really key. And we've all, you know, heard for a long time that, you know, the human resources are the key asset in your business. And I think that's completely true. And it's completely true, again, in this customer experience land that we live in now. Part of that early planning that um, Simon talked about is planning who's going to be doing what roles. And I think it's important to have at least some of those roles in-house. A lot of customers rely heavily on agencies and partners, and that's completely fine. But you need to have a CX leader in the house, and you need to know who is going to step up to do that, or if you're going to need to recruit. 
Um, it's often a lot less hard than you think. And there's usually somebody who's very, very keen to do it. So getting those agencies and partners and services such as SBOS involved can mean that those people can learn and grow, bring the other knowledge that they have from working in the business with you, and then, you know, deliver on that customer experience vision and really drive it across the business. Thanks, Alison, for your insights. And thank you all for listening today. Next week, we'll be back with the final edition in this series, where we'll be examining the relationship between marketing and IT. Today's edition of Admire Brave Marketing was produced by Joseph Brooks. I'm Andrew Birmingham. Goodbye.